Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Miller Francesco, and I'm joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max, in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Sunday afternoon? Awesome. We're having a heat wave here. It's up in the 40s. Yeah! <laughs> it was 50 here yesterday, so... Do you still have snow on the ground? Oh, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't hot enough for the snow to melt, of course, but... It's well. I think uh, what do they say the uh, Puxatawney Phil saw his shadow. So there's six more weeks of winter. Is that? Is oh that really? I didn't need. I didn't even follow th that. I just was mainly thinking. I mean, I, I kind of forgot it was Groundhog Day. So yeah, but uh, hopefully, hopefully it won't be too cold. Uh, and I don't know. Usually animal prophets are not super great at predicting the weather. <laughs> so <laughs> so hopefully not. I, I'm not a big fan of winter, but it's 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 not terrible. But. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine if, you know, like a, a space guy, you know, an alien, uh, you know, from Mars or something comes down and think, these people are banking on their weather forecast from a silly little animal? That'd... Yeah, no kidding. And there'd be a lot of other things that they'd be yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm out of here. I thought we had intelligent life on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys. yeah. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, there's, there's, there isn't any football going, but there's still football news. And we had some other, we got uh, women's basketball, we got men's basketball, and we even have da -da 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 -da, men's baseball. Husker baseball is on the horizon. Yeah. Um, and we got some new staff members, and, and of course, recruiting just uh, ended officially. Yeah, like officially, yeah. Yeah, so there's a ton to talk about. So I think we should just jump right into this sucker, all right? All right, I agree with you. We got a bunch to talk about. Yeah, let's start with uh, women's basketball. They most recently played Michigan State uh, last th this Thursday, so that would have been the let's see, fourth, third, the second. So it would have been Groundhog Day, um, and of. Uh, they played Michigan State on Groundhog Day, the second of February. Uh, they they at home at at, P at Pinnacle Bank uh, Arena, and um, they won seventy one sixty seven. Uh, they were by twenty one in the third quarter at one point and finished with the twenty six turnovers. So that explains. I mean, that's a that's a hard game to win. Uh, I mean, to win that game, that's have twenty six turnovers and blow a twenty one point lead in the third quarter is crazy. But uh, that's. Uh, pretty crazy i mean I, it, this this women's team has kind of had uh some balls definitely bounce their way uh this this season and this is one of them usually if you have 26 turnovers and you blow a 21 point lead you're you expect them to lose but what are your thoughts on this one well nebraska got outscored i mean you look at if you just went by the uh uh like the 26 turnovers you say there's no way nebraska wins that game or any basketball game and uh and then illinois Got, they outscored the Huskers 45 to 31 in the second half. That's another one that says, okay, you really, you lost, you know, and then you, but you did, you had the cushion and early in the third quarter and led by 21. So that was what saved them, but they just were throwing the ball away. It was just unbelievable. Uh, it was, they, they were creating their own problem. They were, they weren't, uh, they, they had the lead in that. I don't know if they got overconfident. I don't know what happened, but they just, had turnover after turnover, and it's amazing that they held on. And that, that's kind of testimony to Amy Williams' group there, that they didn't play their best, and they still found a way to win. That's I'm, I take my hat off to the girls. Yeah, definitely same. same. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, but Izzy Osborne led the team with 20 points, and uh, um, 
Jazz only had eight points, and uh, when you have that like difference, but Jazz is usually our top scorer, or her, yeah. her, her or uh, Markowski, Alexis Markowski. But uh, when you have someone that's able to step up, that's that's how you're going to win games in the NCAA tournament. So uh, we'll see. I think their last I saw, they were an 11 seed going into the um, yeah, that's probably about right. tournament. So. It, I don't know. We'll have to see. As as I said last week, we'll have to see how they finish in the Big Ten. How uh, they finish out the year? They have eight or nine games left, I believe, uh, in their schedule. I know the men's team has eight, but uh, I don't know how many on the women's side. And then and then they have that tournament, NCAA, the uh, Big Ten tournament, not NCAA tournament, the Big Ten tournament first, which will will that will be a better test of what they're actually going to be like in the tournament because the Big Ten in women's basketball is pretty darn good this yeah. year. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's move on to. Oh, and I should say that the the women's team plays tomorrow uh, against Northwestern, Monday. who are Monday. yeah Monday, yeah. yeah, who are Northwestern's one and eleven. So this should probably be a win uh, unless they decide to pull a Nebraska football thing uh, and go for an onside <laughs> kick. I don't think you can do that in basketball, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's move on to men's basketball. We talked about them last week. We just want to give a quick quick update. I mean, Juwan Gary, uh, Emmanuel Bendiomel, both out for the year. Uh, they lost yes, to Illinois. Just a shame. Just a shame. Just yeah. Just Fred yeah. can't get any good, good, uh, you know, news. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And uh, it, they, the the Huskers lost this past week. I think it was also Thursday. They lost to Illinois, who's not that great of a team because uh, what the uh, Coburn from la- from the last two years uh, left or he he went to the NBA. And uh, he was just a monster for them, and they, Illinois won seventy-two fifty-six. Uh, and uh, one note: Sam Hoiberg, who is Fred Hoiberg's kid, I believe, yeah. uh, is now a starter for Nebraska with all his injuries, which is kind of a plus. He scored fifteen points against Maryland last week, I believe, is when they played, or Tuesday. I forget if yeah. it was earlier, but anyway. Uh, and then, as I said, the men's team has eight games left. They have uh, five at home. You got at Penn State. They're playing today oh, at the what. Yeah, uh, actually, they get uh, Penn State's at home today, I believe. Sorry, sorry, yes, home, home against Penn State today. Then at Michigan, home against Wisconsin, at Rutgers, home against Maryland, home against Minnesota, home against Michigan State, and then at Iowa to end the season uh, on March fifth. My guess is Nebraska will not will win maybe one of those games. I doubt any, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. They've they've pulled random wins out of nowhere before, so yeah. What we've we've talked extensively about this team. But what are your thoughts on this upcoming, uh, well, not upcoming game, but what are your thoughts on this most recent loss and then uh, these these last eight games, Grandpa? Yeah, it's just the the loss of Gary and Bandamel is is that's I mean at best this this season is going to be iffy because they don't have a great deal of depth and they just they're they're uh, challenged in in just offense they just they were playing great defense with Gary and. Bandamel and the and uh, the lineup and they just don't have any scores and they didn't have them before but at least they could rely on their defense to maybe uh, you know hold the the score down but now it's uh, it's it's just sad I don't know what's going to happen with with Hoiberg uh, I, I I mean you and I have talked about this thing and uh, I don't know what Trev Alberts is going to be thinking because you know this is this is not if this were Fred's first year. You know, I think he gets a, a, a pass, and he should. But this yeah. is the fourth season, and, you know, why don't you have more depth on the bench? <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know what they're going to do. It isn't going to be an easy call for uh, 
for Fred uh, or well for yeah Fred but for uh, Trev Alberts I think that's going to be a tough one yeah definitely and we'll see what he does probably I, I don't think he'll take action during the season that would surprise me but yeah, uh, we'll see what he does after the season if it's a pal- salary cut or what what happens but we'll definitely talk about it um yeah as you said we've talked about this like, this thing extensively and it's yeah. just it's 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 really a shame because you'd like to see them play better. They have they have the potential at the beginning of the season to play a lot better than their record says they are right now. Uh, just as unfortunate with injuries, and then you have uh, especially to such key players as well. Right, like that that that's that's where it's the most is that it's not just to it's not just injuries. It's injuries to Juwan Gary and uh, Bendemel. So. I mean, season-ending injuries. You know, that's, that's yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't get you usually don't get two of those in a season, but yeah, well, it's it's just a, a bummer. But anyway, um, let's move on to men's baseball. Their season begins February seventeenth, which yeah. is that's like in two weeks. I mean, it's it kind of snuck up on us a little bit. I I, I wasn't even thinking about it, but yeah. yeah, they named their they named their five captains. Uh, Shay, you're gonna have to help me pronounce this last name. Should I say it? Nanaman, Shenanaman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one's easier. Kyle Perry. Uh, those guys are both pitchers. <laughs> uh, and then Bryce Matthews is a shortstop, and then Griffin, Griffin Everett is a uh, is their DH slash slash catcher, uh, and then Efri Cervantes is their uh, in corner infielder. Um, so those guys are their five captains for this year. They just ana- they just announced that, um, and all of them are fifth year seniors except for Bryce Matthews at shortstop. So that shows the experience this team has. Right. Uh, they kind of disappointed last year. I, I remember ta- we talked about we followed their entire season. I yep. think that was the first Nebraska sport that we followed its entire season, right. uh, which is kind of funny. We, it was that and softball, which uh, we'll start. We'll maybe we can talk about softball a little bit next week because uh, yep. their season starts around the same time as well. Um, but yeah, they start starts February seventeenth for the men's with a four game series um, in San Diego. That would probably be nice in February to get out of Omaha, yeah. but uh, against against San Diego uh, University. So, the, the, I mean, what do, what are your initial thoughts on this team, real quick here? You know, I don't know. Just we just have to wait and see. I th- I think uh, Coach Bold is a really good uh, coach, baseball coach, and uh, so we'll just have to see. The, uh, I think the expectations are going to be high for this team um we'll, we'll follow them as as the season goes but uh you know we'll see i i you know will bolt played on uh, on a couple of teams that uh, the huskers uh, made it to the college world series he was playing on that on those teams so um he knows what it's like he knows what it's what it need what you need to to uh, how good you need to be to get into the college world series so but first of all you got to take care of business the regular season get into the uh, Big Ten tournament. I'm not sure. Is that in Omaha again? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look. I can look real quick. I don't know, though. Yeah, I just it's not important yet. But, uh, you know, that would be cool because they played in Omaha last year. And the fact that Nebraska wasn't in there really, really hurt because attendance would have skyrocketed. And uh, that's just unfortunate. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's see. Um it is. It is also in Omaha this year. Oh, then we gotta get, we gotta go to that. I mean, we have to be there. That just yeah has, has to happen. Definitely. Uh, and then you were we you and I were talking before we started recording. The spring game is seventy five, little over seventy five days from now. It's April twenty second, and I don't know if you're planning to come in for that game, Will or. 
I don't know. I'll have to see. Um, but it's 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 definitely better timing this year. Um, but I'll have to see because I would totally I would love to do that and we could uh, meet up with some of the guys that with Mike Babcock I'm sure will be there and some of those other guys I'd love to do yeah. that but um, we'll have to see uh, it would be kind of cool to do a live podcast from Memorial Stadium somehow I don't know if we could get that figured out but anyway um, yeah we'll have to see that as you said 75 days away and then we'll see this Nebraska team and it's kind of crazy like the spring game we talked about this last year it's basically a glorified practice but the amount of people that show up is just mind boggling like they almost yeah. they, they don't sell out the entire stadium but it's like tickets are not cheap um, so that just that just shows uh, how much Nebraska fans still care, even if the team uh, is not going to be that great. But I mean, I'd love to see it. So, well, I'll, I'll talk with you at some point. But we'll we'll definitely keep you guys updated about that if if we're going to both be at the spring game, so you guys could come see us if and, and come find us. But yeah, um, do you want to talk about our, the new staff members that yeah, Nebraska just added? Yeah, they're not. They've, we we talked about the full. Uh, allotment of uh, assistant coaches. These people are not, they're in support roles. Uh, Kristen Coggin is, uh, she was just hired here, I think maybe Friday, I'm not sure. Uh, she's going to be, uh, she's going to serve as Nebraska's football nutritionist. I mean, you think about <laughs> how, you know, uh, uh, Coach Rule is, is uh, when I talk with Ed Foley, he was ranting, or not ranting, but he was, he was touting uh, the ability of, of Matt Rule to, he had such a great vision that he can see things way down the road. And a lot of people don't see that. And uh, nutrition obviously is an important aspect of uh, any athletic endeavor. And hopefully that'll translate on the football field, but she's, uh, you know, she's no slouch. She's a, she has a degree in, in uh, psychology from Tennessee in uh, 2012 and a degree in nutrition in 2014 and she also she was an athlete at tennessee and she was a two-time conference champion and uh, competed for the ncaa uh, uh, rowing team championship so uh you know she's she's walked she's walking the talk and talking the walk or whatever they say so i think that's that's pretty cool you want to talk about uh the new uh, coordinator of sports science at nebraska yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mitch. I just Cole, want to see if you can pronounce Cole his last name. Yeah, <laughs> Kolinsky, I believe is that how you pronounce it. That's probably good. That's good. Yeah, we'll go with it. I, <laughs> um, until someone tells me different, but yeah, yeah um, he's their new uh, coordinator of sports science for Nebraska. He spent his last two years at Texas, um, and basically, what his job is is to educate players like how to recover from injuries better uh, and how to increase your athletic performance with. Uh, the limits of whatever muscles and building certain muscles to do whatever task that you need to do better. Uh, he also worked at Baylor for two years uh, while Rule was the head coach, so they definitely have a relationship there. Uh, he graduated from Slippery Rock University uh, with a degree in physics in 2016, which uh, and then and then he also got a degree in chem chemical engineering from Pittsburgh in 2018. So uh, he's now also working as a, on a PhD in exercise science and nutrition. So he will have three degrees. Uh, one of them will directly relate to what he does. The other two uh, probably indirectly, but that's just that's that's impressive. Um, so definitely. You, um, I mean, you got to tell your mom that uh, the Huskers have a guy who has a degree. Can I mention the media? Yeah, she does. Um, but, yeah, so that's, I mean, only the best for Nebraska. Uh, and, and that's good that, yeah. that uh, uh, Kowinski has, has been working with uh, Rule in the past 
which it's kind of you have that uh, connection, which is right. it has to has to be nice. Uh, and then, yeah, so that's that's really it for those guys. As we said, we talked about their staff, the entire staff last week. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, and uh, these are just two additions that are definitely going to help and definitely going to be important to the team. Nutrition is one of the like biggest things, and just just being fit in general. So when you have someone that's high, when you get paid to do that, it is very important. Um, let's talk about signing day, the official signing day that really wasn't. I mean, it wasn't the. Um, like the early signing day in December, the one we had the big episode for, it was the one that it means the most. That's where oh, most yeah. of the highest players commit. Then, so um, it it is what it is. But this the real the the first, I mean, they used to not have the early signing day, so it was just this normal signing day, which was I yeah, want to say a big event. Yeah. yeah, I want to say Tuesday of last week. Um, anyway. But, it was the second February second. Oh, February. Oh, it was, the, it was Groundhog Day. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, um, anyway. So yes, uh, one big story from this, which is not related to Nebraska at all, but it's related to NIL and that kind of stuff. Uh, right. Jaden Rashada is a four-star quarterback from California. I'm sure if you're a sports fan, you've heard this name before. Um, it's it was a big news thing throughout this past month of January, and he signed with Florida in December, but then he wanted to be. He asked to be let out of that contract because the thirteen million dollar NIL deal that he had lined up at Florida, which was part of the, which was it turned out the main reason why he was going there, uh, fell through. So then he decommitted from Florida after already signing with them, basically, and then he committed to Miami, and then he committed to Florida State, and no, now Florida, on Thursday, Florida. Florida. What? I, that was my mistake. It's just uh, Florida U, not Florida. Oh, okay. That was my mistake. Okay, anyway, so then he he was committed to Miami before Florida and then committed to Florida, signed with them, then got out of that. And now on <laughs> Thursday he signed with Arizona State. So, I mean, that's that's just crazy. That, that is like – that was the one thing – when people were talking about NIL, when you and I were talking about – when we were asking Jordan Westerkamp, all their guests about NIL, what their thoughts are, all the former players, and a lot of them were like, it's not really great for college football because of all this stuff. Now we're kind of seeing that. This is the first yeah. thing that I've really seen that was a kid made a decision for a school purely based on NIL. I don't know why – I don't know how much money he's getting at Arizona State. I don't know how good this kid is. Four stars is pretty good, but – I don't know. So we'll have to see how this turns out. If he ends up starting and being insane, then uh, Florida missed out on a lot and because they couldn't come up with the money. But if Jaden ends up not playing that great for Arizona State and just kind of rides the bench, then they look like the uh, the smarter ones here and the, and the ones that came out luckier. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? This is just crazy in my opinion. But Yeah, I, I, I wanted just to talk about that because it's like this is – this is the wild west. This is the insanity. This is the extreme. And I don't think there's, I don't think this is going to be it either. I think there are going to be more stories like this. The guy commits originally to Miami. Then he decommits from there, signs in December with Florida. And then that, that NIL deal falls through 13 million bucks, 13 million bucks. Third, for a yeah. who's like 18 years old. Think yeah. about that one just for a second. That's more money than the coaches make. That's more money than Matt Rule's making. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know how the thirteen million is over how many years. I don't know what the deal is, but but still, but still, for a, a kid who's eighteen years old. So then he, he goes Miami, then Florida, and now he signs with 
Arizona State. That's this is just crazy. It's just uh, I, I I would not want to be a, a Division One head football coach in this in this age. This is this is crazy. Yeah, I would definitely not either. Um, and it's just it's like as I was saying, this is the we're, we're starting to see the effects of NIL and how it affects recruiting in the transfer portal, which I thought we were going to see this year, and I hadn't really seen anything, and now I, I see this, and I don't I don't know that there's not going to be anything like this to this magnitude again, I don't think, but there's the, it shows that there's a possibility for it, which is maybe a little right. bit scarier to coaches. And, right. yeah, as you said, I would not want to be a head football coach in D1 right now because it is insane. You can it's Recruiting is coming down to just money now, it seems like. But, um, I don't uh, know how you knows? operate an, an honest uh, you know, program. I mean, if you get money under the table, it used to be under the table. Now it's on top of the table, and they're talking about it, and they don't – nobody bats an eye about it it's it's crazy and yeah. i don't know what's going on we heard stories about texas a&m last year or the, maybe the year before and how oh, much yeah. they, they paid players in the nil i mean that is the nil i don't think is going to go away but somebody's probably going to have to put some uh you know harnesses on that uh, on that monster because uh it's it's going to get this is going to get worse i don't think this is just i think this is just the tip of the iceberg, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I, I think it's gonna it's gonna keep we're gonna keep seeing it coming up in these next few years, definitely, until they find out a way to fix it. I don't know if they can, but that's a discussion for yeah. another time. Uh, right. Just the recruiting. 2023 class in general. Uh, Alabama came in at number one. They had nine five star players, and they, they there were thirty. Sorry. Hold on, never mind. Um, but anyway, Alabama came at came in at number one. Georgia was number two. No surprise with those two, really. Texas number three. Oklahoma number four. That's a little bit surprising, yeah, just yeah. based off yeah. of how they played last year. Right. Uh, and then Ohio State rounded out the top five. Uh, six to ten. LSU, Miami, Oregon, Tennessee, Notre Dame. Not really surprised by any of those. I, I'm surprised Oklahoma's so high. Texas. I mean, it's probably because those two schools are going into the SEC yeah. and kids want to play in the SEC. That's probably my guess why those two are in the top. Yeah. But Texas yeah. makes sense. They've been playing better. They've been on the rise. Steve Sarkeesian's helped them out a lot. They should have beat Alabama this year. Uh, just didn't. They right. they ended up choking the game. But uh, and then Oklahoma just when you go six and six and six, six uh, yeah. they went six and seven, right. um, and and lost their bowl game uh, yeah. to FSU. Yeah. So I I mean we'll we'll see where this. I mean as as we said before. It's what you do with the talent that you get and how you develop it, not necessarily that you got talent. Right. So this could mean nothing, but it could mean everything. And knowing Alabama and Georgia, this is going to mean a lot. And, and knowing all these schools, like these are good developmental schools. They're great programs. They've been challenging for titles for the past 20 years. So if I was, if I had these pick from these schools, I would be very happy with, with whatever one I went to, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Nebraska class was complete. We signed a total of thirty nine players, uh, and then if you add Xavier Betts and uh, Garcia Castanetas coming back, then you have forty one, and you twenty seven from high school, one JUCO uh, for a total of twenty eight, and then we got eleven from the transfer portal. I think we had fifteen last year, so we're slowly slimming it down. But yeah. um, and then we had sixteen linemen, but that's combined offensive, defensive linemen, and then eight eight players from the state of Nebraska. Nebraska finished first in recruiting in the Big Ten West, which I'm not really surprised at there, and then fifth in the Big Ten behind Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State. 
kind of surprised we didn't beat out Michigan State, but I get it. it they've, they've had more success than we've had in these past few years, so that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, but what's more impressive is that we only had two months to get all this recruiting stuff started for the early signing day. Uh, or sorry, no, not for the, for the entire thing. Uh, he yeah. only had two months to put the entire class together. And he got the last class commit from uh, DeAndre Barnes, who's a DB from Aurora, Colorado. He's 6'2", 175. He runs a 10'69", 100-meter dash. Uh, and I don't know if you know more about the story, but Barnes, he wasn't even on our radar uh, three days before the signing day, and then Marcus Satterfield was in the Denver area and offered him just by act. Like he was, he he's, he was just like coincidentally there, and he he visited with him and and offered him a scholarship. So I, what do you know? Do you know more about that story, Grandpa? I think it was a phone call to another coach, uh, and the coach said, "Hey, you need to see, you know, over at some other high school. They have a really they have a guy who is just under the radar." And, you know, he has a lot of speed. And, you know, we, if we know one thing about Matt Rule is he's, he's recruiting speed. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, this is either a crazy, uh, uh, you know, uh, commitment or signing, uh, you know, signee, or it's, uh, it's the, wit, or the, the wisdom of, of Matt Rule. And I think it's the latter. I think, uh, I think he is – I think he's on to something that he understands uh, he can find talent where maybe other people don't see it. So again, we don't know uh, rule hasn't he's, he's yet to coach his first game. And uh, so we'll see, but Satter, Satterfield is, uh, you know, he's a, he's the offensive coordinator, so he has to know something about players, but uh, I think that's pretty cool. I, I, Definitely. I, I think we'll find a lot of players like that. Some of them I think are in this, in this group. But uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Some of the walk on players, you just like you, you look at you look at some of their tape and you're like, wow, how come this kid like I mean, you only have a certain amount of scholarships you can give. But like, why was no one else offering this kid at least some scholarships? But anyway, um, yeah, just nice to have the class complete. Now we can focus on developing everything that he got and integrating those guys into the team, starting some weights, I assume. Uh, and I, I, they probably already did it starting coming back second semester, but, um, and then getting into some spring practice and getting into uh, spring game. So we'll, we'll have to see. It's, I mean, it's only 75 days away from Nebraska football kind of starting that cycle again, which is uh, kind of exciting. So it, it seems like it seems like it's a super long time until the season, but really, there's so much that's going to happen in between then that we're going to have to see and uh, hear from a lot of press conferences to watch, a lot of practices to read reports on, and a spring game to watch. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. This year's I've, I have a good feeling about this year. Do you suppose but, that Matt Rule is going to allow tackling in the in the game? Probably not because no one else really does. It's a safety thing now. My guess is they'll play tackle in the second half just with the, like, uh, freshmen and all that kind of stuff. But, that, I mean, that was kind of where Anthony Grant showed off his, his stuff was that uh, not he, he didn't play too much in the second half of the game, but he kind of exploded onto the scene in the spring game. We, didn't, we hadn't really talked about him at all. We had, just, right. uh, we had just mentioned him, and then we saw him play in the spring game. I was like, oh, this kid's going to be good. And then he scored a touchdown, like a – 50 or 60 yard touchdown against Northwestern uh, in our first game of the season. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is how it is. So uh, to the people who say the spring game doesn't mean anything, that is not true at all. Uh, the spring game is definitely a huge part in how the coach decides who he wants to start and how and how you make yourself known to the Nebraska community. So yeah, or just whatever college you're playing for for that spring game. But yeah, definitely. Um, 
you want to talk NFL a little bit? Super Bowl's coming up next week, so uh, Pro Bowl's on right now, I think. I'll get one other thing about, uh, and I agree with you about the spring game. This one is going to be more important than we've seen in at least since Scott Frost has been here because this is a whole new coaching staff, and they're starting from scratch. Everybody is on the – you know, it's like they've they've erased uh, everything that's happened before. I, I want I want they want to see how you play now. I don't care what you did, uh, you know, last year or the year before that. But uh, so I think it's going to be it's going to be a very challenging, uh, uh, you know, off season or going up to the spring game. So um, I think you're going to see players. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the spring game and and. Uh, Logan Smothers isn't going to be playing because he's injured or yeah. he's getting over. Uh, I don't know if he, I think he had sh- shoulder surgery and the same thing with, uh, with uh, uh, Thompson. Yeah. So Casey. I think, I think uh, Jeff Sims is going to be in there. I think he's going to be the starter. Uh, he's going to get all the number, uh, get all the snaps at, at the number one spot. And um, you know, and he's, he's rules guy he's hand-picked so i i think going coming out of the spring game i i would not be surprised if he's number one i don't know if matt's going to you know put up uh the pecking order yet and i would not be surprised if sims is your starter come uh, august 31st that's just my take at this point yeah i i mean it could easily be that we're going to be watching a quarterback battle in fall camp and a kicker battle in fall camp which we've talked about and uh i'm i'm interested to see I don't remember in the last year's spring game if we did extra points or what. I, I forget how we did or just I, I just want to see. I, I would like it if we could just do like could we do like a kick battle or something like that. Just put Tristan Alvano and then have uh, Timmy Bleak Road and just have him go further and further back and then whoever misses first is the second string kicker. Um, so <laughs> I think that'd be a ton of fun to watch. But uh, I don't think he'll do that. But I, I want to see those guys kick. That's I, I don't think I would have ever said I'm watching a spring game to watch kickers. But yeah. um, I, I would really like to see these guys and how they use them and who's going to be the one that's kicking just for for whichever team. But uh, we'll see. And uh, this is it's going to be interesting. As you said, this is going to be a very interesting spring game to watch and one that you'll definitely want to tune into if you're a Nebraska fan because, one, you get to see a new quarterback in Jeff Sims who could really – Start, as you said, start August 31st. I, I, I definitely buy that. And I think he might – I haven't seen him play at the Big Ten level against Big Ten defenses, and he's never played against the Big Ten defenses before. But Nebraska's defense is pretty formidable. Our secondary is good. So if he looks really good against our secondary, and yeah. I mean, I might be on the Jeff Sims train for starting this year, but we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, let's – do you want to talk Super Bowl real quick? Uh, sure, sure. So last week, I think I forget what were I said. Um, I thought the Chiefs and the Eagles were going to win. Did you say that as well, or were you? No, hoping- I, I, I wanted the Chiefs to win, but I, I, I you know, with with uh, Mahomes hobbling the way he was. Oh yeah. You know, even though they're playing at home, and, and Cincinnati beat them in that championship game uh, a year ago, and I thought, eh. You know, uh, I, so I, I was pleased that Kansas City pulled out. No, I, I love I love uh, Cincinnati with uh, the Husker ties there, um, and and Joe Burrow. I mean, he's a great great player. I would not been crushed uh, had Cincinnati won. It's it's I, I like both of those teams, but I've been a Chiefs fan for before dirt was invented. So. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and it I, just really I, that game was really exciting too. And this the oh, way it ended, you feel so that I don't know about that last call that set him up for field goal range. I totally get it. It looks like it in slow motion, in fast motion. It's like okay, it's one of those things where it's like okay, is he really going to be able to stop and not push him out of bounds? But I don't know. It was it was just one. Of, you just feel so bad that it came down to that because yeah. both those teams are so evenly matched the entire time and it was just back and forth whereas last year it was the Chiefs just choked in the second half right. but this year back and forth and all that stuff and and just really unfortunate to see it end the way it did for for the Bengals they didn't deserve to go out like that um, I thought that the Bengals were going to have a chance to go and win it because they they stopped they were going to stop the Chiefs if it weren't for that penalty but anyway uh, and then the the Eagles 49ers game should have been better, but uh, unfortunately, Brock Purdy gets hurt. So yeah. uh, I think it's it's probably better that the 49ers didn't end up making that game close slash come close to winning it because having a banged up Brock Purdy start the Super Bowl or having your fourth string quarterback start the Super Bowl would just be that. I mean, it would just be a blowout in the Super Bowl because the Chiefs yeah, would not right. be able to. Right. I mean, you wouldn't be able to keep it with the Chiefs offensively. So, but so we have Kansas City and Philadelphia. This is a somewhat intriguing matchup. I feel like this could be like the national championship game as it was for college football. There's no dark horse story here. These teams were the two. These teams were the two one seeds in both their respective, both the AFC and the NFC respectively, and it could just go both either. It could go. It could the Eagles could blow out the Chiefs, or it could be really close. I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow out the Eagles because the Eagles' defense is so good. It is the Super Bowl. It is the two best teams in the NFL. I want a good game, but I could really see this getting out of hand. I think the Eagles win this game, I want to say, by 10. Wow. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Grandpa? I'm not going to bet against uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, the, uh, I I was wrong last week, and uh, and uh, I, I'm not going to – I think I think I think Kansas City finds a way to, to win. Uh, I just – Mahomes is the guy. He is my, my my favorite quarterback of all time. Used to be Johnny Unitas. I got a chance to meet him, and that was a thrill, incredible thrill. And um, and then you know you got Brady, who was Mister Super Bowl. I won seven Super Bowls. Isn't that isn't that what he did? Yeah. And then uh, and then Mahomes is on his way to doing that that kind of stuff. He's just unbelievable. You think the the guy is down, and you can write him off the list, and and uh, you know he keeps coming back. He's just uh, I I don't know if you happen to if you had any time today, but I just I happened to turn on the television, uh, and it was I think it was an NFL channel, and they were. All day they've been running the the Super Bowl games. The you know an hour. Oh yes, I love I love watching the the, the like they just do like the thirty minute clips of all yeah. the different years just going up to last year. Yeah, but uh huh. And it, they they started off and you you're you're not old enough to know, but John Facenda was if if God had a voice, if you were going to make a movie, you'd have John Facenda's voice. I think being God, he was he was just great. He, I don't know when the last year that he did those uh, those Super Bowl highlights, but he was it was it was a James Earl Jones kind of great voice that just wow. But yeah. then John Facenda to somebody who has you know got some years on him, and and he was so I, I happened to catch that, and then then he passed away, and they they had somebody else come in to do that. And they've had other people; they've been good, but Facenda, in my view, was was the best ever. 
but so yeah. if you get a chance, I, I assume they're still on. I don't, you know. Yeah, I think they run it. They they usually run it just this entire week running up to the Super Bowl. They'll do it. It's on NFL Network. Yeah. And they just, it's, I don't know if it's, I think they do all day today and then they sprinkle it out through the week. So it just, it's going to start over on Monday, I think is usually how it works. And then by Saturday night, they play the most recent three or four right. Super Bowls right. and yeah. then, and then in preparation for the next day. But yes, I, saw, I will definitely I saw, try to catch those. I saw Carolina. That's kind of funny because, you know, Matt Rule got fired from there and they just hired Frank Reich. Uh, but I forgot that that Carolina Panthers were in the Super Bowl and they came within a minute or so of, of uh, maybe winning that game against uh, New England and Tom. Brady. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, what was his name? The quarterback uh, Delham. Del- Del- oh yeah, Jake Delham. Yeah. Yeah, Delham. He was a heck of a player, and yeah. they, they gave uh, the Patriots everything they wanted. But I I, I just forgot. I'm not. I'm not a huge NFL fan. More, more, you know. I'm I'm more of a uh, college football fan. But yeah, uh, clearly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was interesting. But yeah, yeah, if you get a chance to to watch those things, uh, just they're they're fantastic. Definitely, I would definitely recommend. That. That's something that I always try to do every single year. They do a great job. But anyway, yeah. So we'll see uh, next week. Oh, we we might be recording before the Super Bowl. I don't know. But uh, by the time. By this time, no, that's not true. Well, anyway, in two weeks' time, we'll know who has won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and and then we can talk about that a little bit. But uh, we're going to try to have a guest on in about two weeks because uh, we're trying to get Jordan Westerkamp. I'm going to contact him after we're done here. So we got some stuff planned. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Thank you for downloading. It means a lot. If you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at hbthpodcast at protonmail.com, or you can get in contact with Grandpa at huskerdan at cox.net. Uh, we'll answer some questions on both those emails if you guys send anything in. Uh, and then, as always, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the podcast, and go Big Red. <laughs> <laughs>